0: Or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services.
2: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
3: Love the
4: show. Watch it all the time. <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah!
5: I
3: knew it. I knew you'd put that in. <laughs> thank
4: you, Al. Yes! So, thank you, Al. It's great to hear Al's voice last night after we had him on Good Morning Football it yesterday. It really was. Right. Welcome inside the show. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Live in New York City, it's Friday, November 3rd. I'm Jamie Herdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Schrager, and Sean O'Hara. Uh, only being my second year on the show, I didn't know that that was like an inside Chris Collinsworth joke. I was legitimately taking Al Michaels saying he watches the show all the time, the fact, but you said...
6: The fact that Al Michaels even knew to reference that yes, is enough, Jamie. You yes, should take right. it. So yeah, okay. that, that little note line right there, love the show, watch it all the time. Chris Collinsworth said it in a throwaway comment. Five years our, ago. Five years ago in our first season. We had the same commercial for Good Morning Football on NFL Network that just ran we incessantly. put it into a promo. And we used that as our... Mo- <laughs> so Al Michaels just busts his chops. But you know what? You don't need to know it's that. Right. No need to know that. We'll take it. Al Michaels watches our show and yeah. watches all the time he's always hey, dropping you. references. Absolutely. There sure is. Well,
4: and the oh, other I'll thing that that was pulled up. out of that interview was uh, there was an article I saw that, that people really thought it was interesting that he said George W. was his lifeline for sports trivia. That's right. Which is like, okay. like you, Of all the people that Al Michaels knows, that's where he's going to go when he picks up that phone. Yeah,
2: we won't get fooled again. <laughs>
4: exactly. uh, we love
2: it. You know what? Al has a great show, too. It's called uh, NFL on Prime, yes. Thursday Night Football. We watch it all the time, too. Yeah. Including last night when there's a Steelers, a Titans game, right? Yes. Here we go. There's no pictures in the standings, my friends. Mm-hmm. And those standings say five and three for Pittsburgh. Why don't we hear from both starting quarterbacks and Mike Tomlin,
3: who really says we needed this one? But well, I'm appreciative of the fight. Um, we needed this one, uh, and it's good to get it, get it on a short week, and be in the clubhouse, man, on a Thursday night with the necessary victory for the week. And so excited for them. You look around the NFL, it's a lot of one possession games
7: um, around the league. When you look at the slate every every weekend, um, the margin for error is so small at this level um, between winning and losing. Um, and the fact that we continue to find ways to win, I
5: think, is a huge um, advantage to us. And like I said, no one panics down the stretch. We all are confident in each other, and we go out there and play hard. So it's, it's good to see. Losing sucks, um, especially at this level. You know, it's just so hard to win games and... When you got an opportunity like that to win it at the end, and it doesn't happen. It makes it feel a whole lot worse. But I mean, credit to them—they made the plays when they needed to, and we didn't. Uh, got to get back to work.
4: And I'm sure they will. People were very intrigued by what Will this was able to accomplish last night. We're going to talk about it. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about the Steelers too, because they staged another fourth-quarter comeback. It kind of seems to be their name this year. They are now five and three. Peter. What would you think of Thursday Night Football?
6: It was interesting because Colleen and uh, Maurice Jones-Drew mm-hmm. and Daniel Jeremiah go to the pregame and it's Mike Robinson and Mike Garofalo, and We love those guys. They're free. And they show Will Levis and he's sleeveless yeah, and he's do. just yeah. jacked as all. Guys. And you're like, do we have a sensation here? And then we get to the game and it's like, the Steelers do what the Steelers do. You are right. And and there it is. And in the fourth quarter, they're down three points and what do you know, Kenny Pickett does what Kenny Pickett does. Dink, dunk. Mm-hmm. Lead seven different fourth-quarter comebacks in his career. It's a second season, guys. This guy has a knack for just. Keeping it close for three quarters, and then when it matters most in the fourth quarter, he will lead you on a 98-yard drive. (laughs) This was a 92-yard drive, and it was methodical, and it gets them right down the field, and he scores a touchdown. You mentioned the Matt Canada factor. Really interesting. Matt Canada coached in college at NC State, at Pitt, at LSU, coached for the Steelers for many years. Has never been on the sideline. He's a booth guy. Never. Booth guy. Talk to him. They decided earlier in the week we're going to bring Matt Canada down. So now it's not only Matt Canada, but you now have you know, the backup quarterbacks. You have the quarterbacks, which they're all in his ear yep. on the field. So you have five different voices in Kenny Pickett's ear. That could be a lot. Up in the press box, you had offensive assistant Glenn Thomas. You had David Corley, and you had the offensive line assistant Isaac Williams. You had those guys. So you now have three guys in the press box, okay. five guys on the offensive staff in Pickett's ear, and guess what? End of the day, they're 5-3, and three and it worked. That opening drive was great. They went right down the field for the first time this season. They scored, and then they just hung around, hung around, hung around, yeah. hung around, and when they need it, most Pickett does it. it, it, it you say it. It's not Pretty. Uh-uh. There's no pictures in the standings, yet they're five and three. And every single game that they win goes the same exact way. They hang around just long enough, and in the fourth quarter, Pickett pulls one out of his hat, and we say, "Wow, they won the game!" And guess what? No apologies. Mm-hmm. This game felt Tomlin and tough, like the way that they just battled through it. And,
7: and I'm glad you talk about the offense. Pickett came to came to play. Canada provided a spark, being whether it was being down on the field right there or just the way that they kind of went up-tempo. And I really feel like the run game is what sparked this offensive surge. They rushed for more yards in this game than they had all season long. 166 yards on the ground. And I tell you, that guy right there, Jalen Warren, he I was like an him. unbelievable spark. Like Najee is kind of like the workhorse. This guy came in, and it was an unbelievable one-two punch. Eight yards of carry for Jalen Warren? Uh, phenomenal right here. The jet sweeps, which met Canada. Everybody... Look, it's you either love the jet sweeps or you absolutely hate them. Mm-hmm. Like there is, It's very polarizing play, but that's been something he's had in his arsenal throughout his entire coaching career, and it worked. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I, th- this defense was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and Alex Highsmith was unbelievable. Um, T.J. Watt coming into the game, of course, he was going to get all the attention and the double teams and the chips and how do we handle them. He still had an impact. It was just a different kind of impact, but Alex Highsmith – Leads the NFL right now in quarterback pressures. Not T.J. Watt, not Miles Garrett. It's that guy right there, Alex Highsmith. And T.J. Watt was talking about him after the game saying, hey, man, people need to know this guy's name. They need to know more about him. I want to give T.J. Watt his due as well because it wasn't the sacks. It wasn't the quarterback hits. You look at the stat board, not a huge game. It was the penalties that he created, oh, the yeah. byproduct yeah. of T.J. Watt. Yeah. There was three penalties in a row on the same darn drive. It was that play you showed where he lost his bonnet, the hands yeah. in the face. Then there was another holding penalty on Petit Freer. and then the tight end held him too. So it's uh, T.J. Watt was a huge factor. It doesn't show up in the stats as much. He's as He's like a low
2: post player who can get to the free throw line and keep oh. getting fouled. You yes. know, not a lot of buckets, yeah. but you keep getting fouls on the other guys. It was great, and I have to. I think Levis hung. Like did. I really did. I think he was totally game. He throws the interception at the end. He's a rookie. Whatever, but you know, it's the Will Levis experience. I was hoping for it because I like him as a guy and I was excited. Last week, it's like, all right, you know, I'm here in my cool Oilers jersey and we're playing the Falcons and we're at home. Oh, this is the NFL. And then you fast forward a week, and there's a helmetless TJ Watt screaming at you, and they're playing Renegade in the stands, like, that was a different deal. And Peter, you were on it yesterday, You're like, I don't know, that's Steelers defense. You were right. Short week. Short week. Off of the dropping like flies. Yeah, so like Highsmith and Watt hit him a lot, as Sean pointed out. But game, just totally game. And, and listen, in there, man. it's. it's re- He looks just so raw. We're saying all, all these quarterback gurus who get into the tape, they're going to pull their hair out watching him because, like, the, the release point and the, the shock. Transfer of weight in the back. It's all a mess. It's great. But it's really – he's very watchable. It's really fun to watch. And I'll just say this for the for Pittsburgh. We throw this phrase around so much. It's the just stack wins thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's ugly as hell. It really is. I know they had a good first drive. They still had 20 points at home against yeah. the Titans. It wasn't like they came down to the sideline now we're the greatest show on turf. They still got work to do. And Bill Simmons compares them to a fighter all the time. And he says that they're like Bernard Hopkins – It's almost like some Mayweather. It's just they have some flash because they got Warren and they they got uh, Pickens. But then it's like it's so much defense and it's this and it's just grabbing. It's like, God, that round sucked. But Floyd won again 10 to 9. And I just think like we're at the point where just win season is early, it's just about to end. In a couple weeks, we're going to be into, you need to secure home field. It's not about just winning. It's about have to win. Um, There's like a just wins club right now, and I think the Steelers are stacking wins. I think whoever wins between the Falcons and the Saints this weekend, the NFC South— and the Jets are in the Just Stack yes, Wins sure. Club by yes. far. They, yep. they are a charter member, but it's the Steelers thing. I cannot believe this team that has really struggled on offense is 5-3. and three. It's a great record, and they got it against the Rook. Levis was game, but the Steelers just stack wins, baby.
4: When it comes to rookie quarterbacks, maybe on a team that you all of a sudden realize the season isn't going to go quite the way they want it to, there are just certain moments that I feel like you look for where you're like, is this it or is this not it? The beginning of the fourth quarter drive where Levis' heels were like on the 8, and he found Traylon Burks for like a 21-yard completion. He had three first downs in that drive initially. It didn't result in anything. But, like, that first one, it's like you are in the end zone, and you had no rattle. It was awesome. I think he is Billy Jeans. I am confirming now. Hundreds of tweets came in last night calling Will Levis Billy Jeans. Let's hear it. Will Levis auto-corrects when you searched it at first to Will Levi's. Okay, (laughs) Billy Jeans might be the greatest nickname of all time. Thank you so much. I love Billy Jeans. Hashtag Goat Levis. Goat. And Rappaport got into it last night too. Billy Jeans, or Levis, as some of you at the breakfast clubbers call it, has got it. Okay. That's what we're talking about, Kyle. Uh-huh. The legend of Billy Jean scrolls tonight. Jay Henry, who's on SportsCenter up in yeah, Canada. I love we Jay. Love, on. love Jay on. talked about it on Canada Sports Center yes. last night. He led the show with it. What do we think about Billy Jeans as a nickname? These are those are five tweets. There were hundreds. I was watching watching it come in. Jamie, I feel wow. like you brought Spilly this jeans. to the
2: table, and for specifically to me, you it's like, it no, hold on. You were like, you're like, I would like you to invest in this. I, like, okay. I just need a small investment early on. <laughs> yes. You're going to get out on the ground floor. Because if you get into it, <laughs> yes. it
4: helps. You know what it is? What? It's the Bot Purdy thing. Yeah. You came to us with Bot Purdy, yes. and you were like, buy into it, people. And you did. Jason and I were like, what's happening? We're yeah. not really quite sure about the AI, yeah. but like, so I, that's why I go to you because Mr. I'm like...
7: First in, first out.
4: Yeah. First Do you step. like Billy Jeans?
7: I'm with it. Whatever. It, it, it does he <laughs> yeah, like? Yeah, it. that was convincing.
4: Does <laughs> he like it? I'm with I don't care. Would you like
2: to invest
7: in this care. pyramid scheme?
4: I'm so with I it. Think, Amway sounds great.
5: Yeah. Let me see, let me yeah. see the know, first what, quarter results. You know what? Yeah.
4: I just think the the young man is growing as a human. Yeah. I don't know if he wants to be known as like Mayo and the Coffee Kid. anymore. Yeah. I like that.
2: Yeah. I, I, I like the. I That's the, college crap. Yeah. You know what? I'm looking at as you're talking, Jamie. Like this. Look at Will Levis here. Yep. So it's not only that he got the bejesus kicked out of him. This is all on his back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. this is the game. And, not the, not and I'm match. not saying this to, to slight him. This is toughness. He's in Pittsburgh. And look at that uniform. It's just destroyed. Yeah, That's what he it's went through last Elias
7: night. That's line's nightmare right
2: there. Yeah. The back of your quarterback's jersey. Not the knees or the front.
7: We
4: saw him with the Letterman jacket on. Like, He's he's got some swagger you, to him. He's sleeveless yeah. before yeah. the game,
6: and I'm watching this guy, and I'm like, oh, this guy's got something. Yes. He's got it. I don't know about Billy Jeans though. I haven't bought in yet. Mm. I love Billy Jeans. I feel don't like he to needs to. Don't come to us a week from now. Yeah. 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 Jamie,
4: Not us. You haven't even bought it that's in either. What's what the writer's <laughs> name
6: though? Joe Rogan. Joe, Joe, Joe
4: Rogan. Ro- Rocks Road. Rex Road. Joe Rex Road. Rex Road. Yes. Rex Road.
2: I like his. Jamie, pull up the clip.
7: I feel like Will needs he needs to embrace it because Well, you know
4: what? I bet local media is going to ask about it today because this is a Canadian sensation. now. Now. We got to you know why because they love denim up there. That's because right. the
7: natural um, for Matt Ryan, he never right. liked rap it and sheet. Ian
4: Rappaport <laughs> retweeted it last night. That. He really did, um, which I appreciate the support, Ian. Uh, the end of the game, though. Speaking of that connection with Traylon Burks at the end of the game. After that, uh, there was a scary moment involving the Titans wide receiver. What do we know about him this morning?
8: The most important news for Traylon Burks is it does seem to be that it's going to be okay. Now, you're right, scary scene late in the game, fourth quarter, about two-plus minutes to go. Traylon Burks goes down the sideline, hits his head, and just lays there, the kind of thing where all the players and coaches gather around. They end up getting a stretcher. He's loaded onto the backboard, uh, and they show the overhead shot of the ambulance, kind of making you think that he's going to go to the hospital. He actually did not need to. That was a positive sign, just like him giving the thumbs up on his way out, which you heard a loud, loud cheer from Steelers fans. That was really cool. Heard that last night as he was wheeled out. Mike Vrabel talking postgame, saying he had full use of his extremities He was alert, he was moving around, and then local reporters saw him walking through the locker room, talking to coaches, and getting on the bus. A very scary scene, but just based on the fact that he did not need to go to the hospital uh, is at least an indication that it's not a major, major injury. We'll see if he ends up in the NFL's concussion protocol. Obviously something to look out for, given the nature of the injury, but it seems like it's going to be okay.
4: That's really good news for Traylon Burks. Rap Sheet, thank you so much. Uh, What about the quarterbacks as we head into the weekend?
8: We'll start with Josh Allen, the Bills' starting quarterback, with a big-time matchup against the Bengals looming. Did not practice at all on Wednesday, dealing with that right shoulder injury, and you're like, ah, maybe it's worse than we thought. Full participant yesterday, that is an indication that he is going to play on Sunday. Not that he would miss a game like this anyway, but at least he is trending in the right direction. Deshaun Watson, still uncertainty there. I feel like it's been, well not I feel like, I know it's been six weeks of Deshaun Watson uncertainty, but he has practiced this week on a limited basis both days. We'll see if he is able to go full today, still dealing with that rotator cuff strain. If he is a full participant, that is an indication that he will go. Meanwhile, Kyler Murray was, in fact, a full participant yesterday, just like he was the day before, actually off the injury report with his knee. But that does not necessarily mean that he's going to play. Same exact thing happened last week. We saw Josh Dobbs, who's now, of course, in Minnesota. We may see Clayton Toon, the rookie who I know they want to get a look at for one week, just one week, before Kyler Murray getting his full training camp, but during the season ends up making his debut.
2: All they do is win ugly, and who gives a damn? 20-16, to 16, Mike Tomlin spoke about the return of a very special player after the win.
3: You know, Cam Hayward was back, you know, and, and Cam's presence is significant, guys. Like, particularly in terms of defending the run. Uh, you better put four hands on that guy, um, or you're not going to have a day.
4: Well, yeah, he's a special guy. I mean, we already knew that because I know Tomlin knew it, but we knew because he's on yeah. the show every week. It's so great. Uh, Kim Hayward, good morning yeah. to you, our friend. Welcome back to the show, right. and more importantly, welcome back to football.
3: Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. I've been waiting for this moment to be back playing and back on the show.
4: Good, right. good, good, good. We like when those two things fuse together, Cam. Uh, Your first game back after just a really challenging start to your season. How did you feel? And I think I heard the camera caught you saying after the game that you needed the 10 days now. So obviously, as a vet, you know how the breaks really work in this season.
3: Yeah, I pay attention to the bye weeks. I pay attention to the off days. (laughs) Um, You know, going into the game, I thought I was going to get 20 to 30 snaps. Uh, Didn't end up that way. It was a little bit closer than I expected, so took some more snaps. And um, I'm I'm a little sore today, but, uh, you know, it's only going to help me with my rehab. It's going to continue to make me better and glad to be back out there with the guys.
6: Cam, it's third quarter, close game. Third and seven for the Titans. They decide to run a little screen pass to their rookie running back out of Tulane, T.J. Spears. You come out there, and you do Look out. what you do. Can we roll the clip, and can we ask sure. you, how did this one feel, making a tackle like you did and shutting him down on third, down, like you always do?
3: Well, you know, having a guy like Larry Ogunjobi force him back in. And for me, um, you know, when Spears is in the game, he's the big receiver for him. So uh, it was just about getting to the ball, getting off the field, and finally, uh, you know, just having a little bit of fun with it.
2: You know, Ham, you, I know you're a superhero guy. T.J. Watt sometimes says his comp is juggernaut, like just runs through stuff nonstop. But as you know, juggernaut's power is in his helmet. TJ's Correct. loses his helmet and doesn't lose his powers. <laughs> Can you take us through this, just your memory of the play as it happened and the TJ experience running around like a maniac with no helmet, getting a sack?
3: It just adds to the TJ lore. Um, you know, you see the chop rip, you see him going through it, and um, you know, I remember talking to him after. This one, I was like, "No hat, no sack." You know, and it was a hat, uh-huh. no hat, but you get the sack. So and it ended up working yep. in our favor. Man, he is a monster every time he puts on that helmet.
7: Yeah, he certainly is. And, and I feel like like every superhero, sometimes they have a sidekick. Sure. And I think we kind of saw that in Alex Highsmith a little bit. I feel like you go back in the day, there was, it was Kevin Green and Jason Gildon and Joey Porter and James Harrison. And so there was Le-Von, always Levon
6: Kirkland guy, my Levon
7: Kirkland was out there. I mean, th- there was always like a duo outside. You guys right. had that. Let, let's, I want to hear from you. Alex Highsmith. A lot of people saw him for the first time last night and kind of realized how good of a season he's having, but what makes him so good?
3: Um, you know, the fact that he's not a sidekick. Uh, you know, we always mess with him and say he's the bat. He's the Robin to uh, TJ's Batman, but, you know, you watch Alex play, man, he's Superman out there. You know, it, it, it's no question what he's doing. Uh, I know he went to a smaller school in Charlotte, but when he is out there, he is making his presence felt every single time he steps out there.
4: So watching this game last night, Cam, it feels inevitable. Oh, you're tuned into a Steelers game. Oh, it's winding down in the fourth quarter. Oh, they have to come back. And Kenny Pickett is going to have a hand in it. 11 plays, 92 yards, results in a touchdown and the win. When he walks out there, how much faith do you have in this quarterback? And what is up with him with this come from behind mentality that he has?
3: I just think he feels comfortable in those moments. Um, You know, we place a lot of pressure, uh, especially in camp, on those weighty downs, on those weighted plays. Um, And I think Kenny's become more comfortable in that. Would I like the score to be more of a blowout sometimes? Yes. But, uh, hey, we can get the W any way we can. I'm going to take it. And the way Kenny plays in the fourth, uh, it allows us to have a lot of trust in him to just go out there and do it. Who cares how many points you win by? Who cares how many <laughs> points you score? Who gives a damn,
2: Cam? You guys are five and three. You're back on the field. You're smiling. Good morning football is firing up the Cam Cam. We're all winning. Thanks for coming by, dude. We'll do it again.
4: Enjoy your time off.
3: Enjoy the cold zone. Sure, appreciate you guys. Don't call me on the weekend. I won't be able to be found.
2: Yeah. No, no, we're good. Don't call us. <laughs> yeah. Cam, you're the best. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. later. All right. Appreciate it. Yesterday, we take uh, my daughter's lockbox here, and we put in this box that has a Steeler and a Titan logo on it what we think the final score will be of Thursday Night Football. We write our name on it. We write the score. And then today, we find out who did well and who did not. I'm going to put in the secret code.
4: I just say I'm glad we did this after we talked to Cam?
2: Sure, because then we would have yeah, it's a good point, but yep. maybe we all took the Steelers all right, I'm going to pick out one and this is Sean yeah, that sure. is Sean Sean had and remember the final score was twenty to sixteen Pittsburgh. Mm. Mm. Sean has Pittsburgh by four.
5: Oh, wow, 24 Sean. to 20,
2: and he wrote T.J. Watt, three sacks and a forced fumble. Who cares? That didn't happen. But Sean is Sean is all over it. We put our clubhouse leader okay, here.
6: You're winning. Steelers right. by four. Well done, Jamie, Sean.
2: take one out of there. Smith had three sacks. Was, uh, I said that when I was doing the shots yesterday. There All right, that's going to be tough to beat.
4: First timer, and you stuck the landing on it. Uh, Peter, this yep. is Peter's. Uh, Steelers sixteen, Titans six. So we had it by ten. He had the winner right. And let's get to the Chiefs Dolphins. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I, mean, I think we're good. There's the wet here. <laughs> All <laughs> due respect Tog. to Cam Hayward <laughs> I think we're. Let's turn Booten the page Chiefs playing the Dolphins. Sean's
4: still the leader.
2: Working the zero, people suit bag. Sorry, you do no, On know. NFL Network. Oh, like this? Oh. NFL plus two. That's the same combination on my luggage.
4: Oh God! Don't tell people
2: that. John's quoting
4: Spaceballs, that guys. That's Spaceballs. Space oh, there you go. Oh my I've never seen that. In space All balls. right, I
7: got KB. Huh? Ooh, you're close too. Yeah. Just the wrong team. Yeah. Oh. Tennessee twenty. Yeah. Pittsburgh nineteen. O'Hara says, "If you're not first, you're
2: last." Have you said that today, Sean? I don't think you have. <laughs> uh, no, I know. No, I don't. Not not yes, it, no. it, no. es- it has escaped me. Close I had the Titans on. winning in a close one, and they did not. Here. So, Peter, you, it. you got to be closer, the closer to the pin on a Pittsburgh no, by four. Yeah, Jamie does. Okay, so oh,
7: Jamie, Sean go, has
6: it right now. Pittsburgh by four. I said yeah. Pittsburgh by ten. Yeah, you're out, I'm Jamie you What's Incorrect. Had the right points. Back. Oh, you had Tennessee too. But yeah. it was. Tw- so, Tennessee 27, 20. Yeah, we were all close. I think you guys bought into the Will Levis thing a Definitely. little bit too much. Yeah. A lot Billy of joy, Jeans. a lot of that. I'll tell you what, Billy Jeans, it wasn't meant to be. He played well, but Sean and I had it with the Steelers. Sean, you are the winner today. Way to go, so far, Hera.
9: Four point Steelers. If you're not
6: first, you're last. Yeah. You're right.
4: I just said the word moxie and like Kimmy checks just comes to mind. Uh, You know why? Because the woman just landed after an international flight and here she is on our TV screens, glowing, looking regal and talking about the chief's decision to not arrive until today. Kimmy, what's going on?
10: Good morning, guys. I mean, no rest for the wicked 11 hour flight, then straight to the practice field to join you amazing people in this amazing city of Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, I very much am just like the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs landing about an hour ago. I landed about 90 minutes ago. I spoke to my sources in Kansas City to try to understand the decision to travel so late in the week and so close to the game. They said it all comes down to head coach Andy Reid. He is a routine oriented guy and he wanted the game week to be just as scripted just as normal if it was a domestic game so they did everything as normal yesterday they had a walkthrough then they had media availability in kansas city went straight from the plane thursday flew 11 hours and landed just an hour ago the equipment bus for kansas city just pulled in the guys will be taking the field here shortly for their very first practice in germany
6: Kimmy, you do a fantastic job every summer working the sidelines for those Chiefs games in the preseason, so you've gotten to know this team pretty well. On the other sidelines is a guy named Tyreek Hill. Uh, What do you think we will be expecting to see when Tyreek lines up against that very familiar uniform on Sunday?
10: I think Tyreek Hill and every single Miami Dolphins know that this is a revenge game for him and that he's going to ball out and show out. Tyreek Hill speaking to the media in Germany yesterday and having quite a few viral sound bites. One I'll toss to here in just a second. But he said, listen, I'm excited to reunite with my guys, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, to be good to see our old friends. I have some insider information. That information is just fine, Travis Kelsey. If you're a Miami defender, that's all you need to know. And then Tyreek Hill was asked, would you rather the game be played in Kansas City city instead of Germany for your first revenge game then he said this
6: it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter what, where we play at I mean obviously it would have been great to play in KC but it, it really doesn't matter where we play at you feel me they're gonna get this work wherever though look y'all ready to use that bulletin board material
10: So obviously Tyreek Hill saying the Chiefs are going to get this work and be fun to reunite with old friends. But at the end of the day, he, like every single Miami Dolphins, want to walk away from Frankfurt with the dub guys.
4: Yeah, Kimmy. Well, he can make new friends in Frankfurt. It'd be fine. Uh, Thank you so much. We're going to talk to you one more time here on Good Morning Football. And then we're going to let you go get some rest after that travel day. We appreciate you so much. Talk to you soon. So these are two first-place teams. They're both 6-2, and the top two seeds in the AFC as they stand right now. And as you can see from the numbers, which never lie to you, pretty evenly matched, which makes this game electric. Uh, Two different travel strategies, though, which you always are interested in how that affects production. The Dolphins have been there really all week uh, in Frankfurt, and the Chiefs just arriving today. So take everything uh, into account, Peter, when you think who is better equipped to notch this win on Sunday morning.
6: There's so much about Tyreek playing the Chiefs, and it really is a huge storyline, and yet I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes, and we're not talking about him as much this week, and I got a picture from a Chiefs fan who sent to me, he's in Frankfurt, the train station, there is a enormous, enormous, like on the side of a building you would see in New York City, enormous Patrick Mahomes billboard that just overlooks all of Frankfurt right now. And I'm looking at Mahomes, and I'm like, he's looking at them, oh, it's Vic Fangio? Oh, I I own, I own Vic Fangio. Like, I, this is a Vic Fangio. De- Remember, Vic Fangio was with the Broncos for many years, and Mahomes knows that defense inside and out, knows what they're going to be employing. Doesn't matter the names or the faces to him, it is a Fangio defense. That is scheme, that is coaching, and gosh, Mahomes had some of his best days as a pro up against that very defensive coordinator. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is worried about anything going on right now except let's get this team back on track. That guy, not throwing to him. And he ain't throwing to that guy anymore. (laughs) Um, Really cool matchup here, and I think Mahomes has the edge as much as everyone wants to talk about Tyreek and what he's going to do. I think Mahomes goes in here having a mental edge knowing He's played against Dick Fangio defenses. Three years he did it against the Broncos, and three years he mm-hmm. won every single game. Now he's coaching the Dolphins defense. They put a nice effort last week together, of course, when they last we last saw them, when they played against the Patriots and they were able to hang with them and hold shut them down, obviously. Um, no, I, I think Mahomes is coming at this thing. He wants to be an international superstar. Mm. He wants that big billboard, and he wants to be able to say, this is still my sport. It's not about Tyreek. Mm. It's not about the Dolphins. I'm still that dude.
2: Wow, uh, I don't. People, you don't remember this? Before he went on Jeopardy, Peter tweeted, "Mira Sorvino going to get this work." Yeah. Remember hey. that, that was your billboard oh, material. Yeah. Drop that. That. No. But it didn't work out, out. and <laughs> Ma- Maria got the Maria got the dub. Maria was Mahomes. Yeah, and well, she was dub. Uh, Mira, not Mira. Maria. <laughs> Maria Sorvino, Mira. whatever it was, she was. Her name was Winner.
6: Talk about the Germany game.
2: Peter lost on Jeopardy to Mira Sorvino. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Who's better equipped? I, so let's just do this objectively. We both like these teams. Like. In terms of the rosters, I was I just find myself wondering, like just right now on their current all 22 who do you think has more pro bowlers slash all pros who have ever made an all-pro or pro bowler in their career? I genuinely didn't know. You have a guess? Anybody? Nah. who you think, Dolphins or Chiefs? Chiefs. Or Chiefs? I think I'll go dolphins. You think you know dolphins. the Dolphins? Yeah. Bring it up. Here's these are guys who have either made all pro or uh, Pro Bowl. It's the Chiefs. Wow. It's only five to three, and I only it's a pretty big distinguish but in the Chiefs, you got a lineman on there, you got a couple, you got a defensive lineman. Tyreek, Ramsey, and Chubb.
4: Sorry, punter kickers.
2: Yeah, punter kicks didn't make it.
7: <laughs> and they, 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 the three on the right, I think only one of them did it as
2: a Dolphin, right?
6: Yeah. So Chubb was a Bronco. Yes. Jalen, that was not great as – So which one did it as a Dolphin? I guess Tyreek last year, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but he probably did it as a Chief as well. I'm All sure right, so you look at that and you're thinking, well, the Chiefs actually do have better roster than this, the defensive statistics that Jamie showed. The Chiefs' defense has played much better than the Dolphins. And I, I, I know this is like low-hanging fruit, but – I still remember earlier this season watching the Buffalo Bills show up like zombies in London. I did not recognize that team. I didn't recognize their quarterback, their coach. They were like, they hit the snooze button 50 times. I'm into this like travel plan stuff for these games. If we're going to really talk about all facets of this European NFL games, Jamie laid it out again. The the Dolphins got there significantly earlier. The Chiefs flew last night to get there. Same travel plans as the Bills. So, if you're looking for a two very evenly matched teams, a quote unquote X factor, I hope the Chiefs start or fast in this game because I have seen it, it wasn't a one off. There's a lot of teams that go to London or they go to Germany, which is even farther than London, mm-hmm. and they're just sluggish as hell. Like their routine is off, and Sean, you could speak to it. They're, they're, they're sort of like emotionally hungover, tired. I wanna see if the Chiefs get off to a fast start in this because I think the Dolphins are really good at that. And if it's the thing where, like, my God, we're almost at halftime, the Chiefs have six points. I wouldn't surprise me. It's no insult to the Chiefs. It's a kind of a victim of, like, we're in Germany, dude. We usually are in Missouri. What the hell? We're really far. Watch for that early. I want a fast start for the Chiefs so they could be in trouble. You're so spot on with this.
7: I played in the very first London game. I remember. And we flew out just like Andy Reid did. Coach Calvert, I want to practice at our own facility. Uh We're going to sleep in our own beds. (laughs) And then we go out there for the work week. Uh, As little is done out there as possible. And how was it? I would never been more exhausted yeah. the day of a game in my life. You got to play it. Like, yeah. I woke up Sunday morning, and all I could think about as I'm sitting down there eating breakfast and drinking the coffee that tasted totally different is, <laughs> well, when can I get a nap? Yeah. Like, how am I going to sneak in a nap before I have to go to the stadium? That was the most tired I've ever been because it just – the turnaround – landing, basically taking a red eye, land Friday. Why they do, you do I, it? I was literally Friday night at dinner, like, doing the head bob. Uh-huh. Like, my wife's like, looking at me like, are you serious right now? Uh. Um, so there's definitely something to that. All right. There are yeah. some
4: nuances to that, too, where the team lands, they practice, and, like, I think the team is really committed. Like, let's keep the guys up. Like, let's give them energy. In London, this happened. The Bills then, they had, stay an hour outside of town. Sure. Then the players have an opportunity around 5 or 6 o'clock to get on a bus and take a bus into London, like if they want to go to dinner or something. The last thing I want to do if I am fried and exhausted is get on like a dark bus and just like be in the backseat and just, I'm going to fall asleep. I'm going to ruin my sleep for that night. It's, it sounds like a disaster when you land on Fridays, and we have seen it transpire that way over the last month. Everyone points to the head coach, though, when they make these decisions, and I'm so curious because Mike McDaniel... Is he going to mess around and be like a young Andy Reed? Like is is this is this what we're from a personality standpoint? Andy Reid is is funny. Stacey Dales had the quote for us yesterday, where he said, "I'm a quarter German. I don't know what quarter." Right. And the table thought Mike McDaniel said it, and she surprised us and said it was Big Ben. Yeah. Personality wise, I think these are two beloved coaches in the NFL right now. People are into what they do. They're quirky. They're they're lighthearted. They seem that the players love playing for them. They have great teams. Uh, they have it seems like they have great staffs. So the the people around them seem fantastic. The stats are interesting that you have this veteran, Super Bowl winning, sixty-five year old coach who's like, Nope, we are not changing, despite having never done this before. And then you have Mike McDaniel who's like, maybe he talked to his guys, maybe he just asked them. And I'm just so curious as it pertains to the travel, but also like what are we seeing here between these two and the trajectory of Mike McDaniel and what we already know Andy Reid has accomplished.
7: Mm, yeah, it's interesting to me that we've been talking about this game now and for how many minutes? Five minutes well, haven't Six we minutes? talked about? Kelsey. Mm.
4: Like,
6: there's
7: been no mention of Travis Kelsey at all, and, and, and like we're talking about the best receiver in the game, okay, Tyreek Hill, all that, but Travis Kelsey, I'm I'm curious to see what he does in this game and how Miami, you know, we're, as much as the Chiefs are trying to stop Tyreek Hill. Like, the, the Dolphins' defense,
6: how are you going to stop Travis Kelsey? Yeah. I said earlier in the week,
2: I want Ramsey to guard him. Put him on him. Do it. to guard Gronk, I'd be guard Kelsey.
6: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, do something. Did the Broncos crack the code? Like, because they shut down twice that yeah. Chiefs offense. The Chiefs have not been great on offense this year. But the Broncos' defense, oddly enough, Vance Joseph, two times in the last four weeks, like, put the clamps on on the Chiefs. I wonder if Fangio and those guys are looking and saying, okay, so Kelsey didn't have a big game last week, let's Mm -hmm. try to find a way here. Yeah,
7: Kelsey just tweeted out, um, tell him to get ready for that work. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's uh, it, it, it takes me, it's actually. a little less a effective
4: banjo. when you say you call it your own billboard material like three seconds later.
2: That's you know what like that's <laughs> so, like that's how you bust chops with your friends like that, yeah. that. He's completely talking to his friends like you know you know what, when Matt Hasselbeck said that we're, we want the ball and we're gonna score in yeah, overtime. Yeah. He had been on the Packers like those yeah. were all his There's bros that. up there yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. busting chops. Yeah. That's I saw Tyreek like do that and the Chiefs look at it and laugh.
6: Tyreek wanted to get paid thirty million dollars. And, and begged his way out of there. It wasn't like they cut him because he wasn't good enough. Like they
2: Fun to watch is the
7: pregame, like when the players go out, like to warm up and all stuff, and Tyreek, like. There's gonna be a moment I'm sure where he sees Big Red, like Andy Reid. No, Reed. for and sure. Like, like players love Andy Reid. They do. They love him. I yeah. remember Marcus Peters, like you know, hugging it out with him, like after he traded him. That's and, why
2: and was, I actually hate the industry term revenge, revenge game. game. It's, it's not. This, yeah. It's not revenge. No. It's if the team completely disrespected you and cut you and hate you. Sure, but most of the time it's just like I land somewhere else. I got a ton of money now and I'm doing good. And it's I'm like, a first team All Pro. Yeah. Game, yeah. and I might have the most receiving yeah. yards ever. Revenge. Yeah. And I'm in my thank you game.
1: Mm-hmm. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
0: Or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long.